They see that feels a little better. Yeah, how about now? Yeah! That feels a little bit better. A little that's how excited I am, Slee. That sometimes I just can't contain myself. Yeah, no, you're you gotta not. get it out a little sooner. Yeah, Morales is not done with the promo. You're like, Morales, step aside for a quick <laughs> second. I had, I had a lot going go. on right there. <laughs> I had a lot going on right there. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline as well. Um, can I tell you something? What do you got? I did something this weekend that I had never in my entire life done before, and I, I, I was hoping it never happened, but it happened. Vegas pool party? <laughs> no, that's just that's a weekly occurrence. That's right. Go that's down right. there, take my shirt off, get the glow sticks and whistles going. and Bottle service over here. <laughs> do my, Bottle service. Do my deal. So I told you that uh, I went down to the desert, right, yeah, to play a little yeah. golf with some friends. And as far as golf goes, I'm I would say I'm slightly better than average. I, I'm okay. I, no, I, I can, is, I, that's, you're the here's the reality. You're the best golfer on the station, no question asked. That's no question probably asked. true, but in the grand scheme of people in the world, I'm a little bit better than average. But what I do do pretty well is I don't hit the ball very wildly, right? I I, I can usually kind of control where I'm going to hit the ball, more or less speaking. I hit a person with a drive over the weekend. What are you talking about? I took my ball set it on the tee took my driver lined it up took my swing hit the ball hit it nice and square pulled it a little bit okay don't give me any details i I got questions here (laughs) i got questions i want to ask all right were you was it somebody were there people in front of you that were playing the same hole no okay was somebody picking up their ball from your hole no were you that far off (sighs) yes so you hit somebody that was on a different hole minding their own business. That's the most that that's why I wanted to ask because <laughs> okay. so, sometimes maybe maybe you underestimate your drive. There's people, you know, you're nope. waiting for them. No. Nope. It was it wasn't me being <laughs> reckless and hitting into somebody. It wasn't somebody else being reckless and coming into our hole unexpectedly. Okay. We were on the 10th tee. Mm-hmm. The 12th hole just as the golf course is laid out is actually running parallel to number 10 yeah, uh, yeah. the in the opposite direction. Mhm. I tugged it just a little bit, just pulled it just a little bit left, and the guys on the other hole had obviously pulled their shots a little bit left, ah. so they're kind of in the rough between the two holes. Mm-hmm. I hit it. It is tracking right for them. There's a like a cart and two guys, and I yell, as you're supposed to do, for, mm-hmm. you know, here. in other words, it's heads coming. up. It's coming, it's coming. in coming. hot. Mm-hmm. Come on. Right in the dude's chest. Right, I mean, just thud. No bounce, nothing. This nothing. is direct. In the air, <laughs> off of his chest, about, I don't know, 220 yards away. Thud, right? And so, Oh, my I, gosh. I, now, I don't know this at this point, right? I know it's close because I, I know the line, the ball's on, I know the guy. And I drive over the golf cart, and I'm putting on my best, hey, my bad, I'm really sorry. And I get out of the golf cart, and I walk over, and I see the ball sitting right next to the cart, right? And I said, oh, my gosh, guys, I am so sorry. Did I hit your cart? And one of the other guys, not super friendly, says, no, it hit him in the chest, pointing to another guy that's out of the cart. And so I I turn to the other guy, and and, and I'm not faking it. I'm genuinely rattled. I'm I'm, I'm upset. At the shot, not that you at, hit him, but at your shot, <laughs> that you're off, that you're off the drive. It's a it's uh, bad uh, lie. It got stuck near the cart. With the two. And so I say to this guy, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, lie. I am, I am so sorry. Are are you okay?" And he and he's laughing. Fine, I'm fine. I it's it's. I said, 
are you sure you're okay? I'm so, so sorry that I hit you. He's like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And I said, can I buy you guys some beers? Is there, is there anything? I'm, no, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good. And the one guy who I didn't even hit was the guy that was mad at me. Oh, yeah. yeah I didn't yeah, understand yeah. it at all. But I had made it through, how old am I? I'm 40-something years old. I've been playing golf 30 years, okay? Never happened. Never hit anybody, ever, and I hit him. Have you ever been hit? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've never been hit, and I had never hit anyone until yesterday or Trent, Saturday. I guess it was hit a dude in the chest with a, with golf a drive ball on a drive. Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a wedge out. It wasn't oh. a little wedge that I had flipped up, you know, eighty yards and gets pulled. In. I hit him with a drive in the chest. <laughs> it was not good. A direct hit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. And, and the, the first thing you said was, "You're in the way, bro." You're in the way. So the first thing they say to me was, hey, we heard you guys yell. It's kind of on us for not dropping behind the cart. Mm. And, I, and, I, and at that point, I'm like, you know what? It kind of is on yeah. you. Yeah, at least you could have done is kick it back into the fairway before you I got up You owe me a beer. Oh, very, very upsetting. All right, 877-710-ESPN if you want to get in and talk about the Lakers yesterday. Um, we haven't even mentioned it other than that they lost. We're talking about the Clippers right now. The Clippers lost their opener to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Luca had a 31 point triple double. Was just he, he. That's probably he, the biggest surprise of the weekend, right? Of all the game ones, that was that was. Even the one Mep- that, what about Memphis getting Utah? That's a pretty big surprise. Only because Donovan's not there, you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, maybe they could yeah. steal one. But Clippers kind of coming into this whole thing, everybody it, thinking, okay, yeah, this this is a team. Yeah, they avoided the Lakers. They did whatever they had to do, and then first game they get Luca with a, a triple double. They lose by ten. Yeah, and. Like we were talking about AD all morning, Luca is one of those guys. Nobody needs to tell him it's time to go. No, no, nobody needs to tell him. Hey, you know this is kind of important. You know, you, it, the best player needs to be the best player. Luca gets it, and Luca goes out there and does it. Um, but Lakers, Clippers, both o one. Who are the Clippers in a bigger hole because they lost at home? Are they in a bigger hole because they're the higher seed? Are they, or does this feel? Because to, to me, Slee. That's just the Clippers being the Clippers. Clippers are going to do whatever it is they do. The Lakers are the ones that have real title expectations. The Lakers are the ones that have to find a way to win on the road in every single one of these series. It feels to me like the Lakers are in bigger trouble. So if the question is, and we'll throw this out to uh, Laker fans, who's in bigger trouble? Actually, just throw it out to L.A. After game one, who's in bigger trouble, the Lakers or the Clippers? Both these teams, obviously, here in uh, in L.A. are, are 0-1. You know, Trav, i, I got to be honest. As much as I'd like to say the Clippers because they lost at home and it's because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, uh, all right, here here you are again in a similar position. You still haven't made ever ever made the Western Cup. You never got past the second round. And you start off this series 0-1. You got Rajon Rondo. Ty Lue is there. Supposedly you got all these champions, uh, champions on the team. I, I think the comp – I think Suns are more dangerous than the Mavs. Let's put it that way. So I, I think because the Suns are more dangerous – then the Dallas Mavericks and the Lakers don't have home court. I I, I think I I would say that the Lakers gotta figure things out sooner than later than I think the Clippers do. Would there be anything more Clipper than and this is projecting way ahead. Who knows how this is gonna unfold over the course of the next couple of weeks, but the Lakers just don't figure this out. A D doesn't figure it out. LeBron's yeah. not right physically and they lose in their opening round. The decks are cleared for the Clippers to go do this thing and they lose in the first round too. I wouldn't even wouldn't be surprised be anymore. Amazing. I guess I guess I'm not even it, it's a it's unbelievable to me, but I don't think I'd even be that surprised anymore. It is kind of funny because, you know, I, I watched the end of that game. Uh, Dallas Clippers, maybe the, the final six minutes or so, and that's when Mavs just dominated, did whatever they did. Mm-hmm. I think they outscored them 13-3 to to end the game. And 
there's something about the Clippers. I don't know how to explain it, Trav. But there's something about there's this lack of confidence on that team, and it was the same thing that we watched last year. It was like it, it's almost as if yeah, sometimes you can't take anything away from the year before, or just don't pay attention to the franchise's history, and you should just be in that moment. I think sometimes that benefits the Lakers, right? Because the history plays into things. Maybe other teams look at the history and say, oh, my God, that's the Lakers. Where the Clippers, mm-hmm. I think it's the other way. Nobody really fears the Clippers. I think that's exactly right. I think that that when the Clippers walk into the room, you know they're going to give you one. <laughs> you know that you're going to get a couple that you probably – I'm not talking about a game. I'm just talking about a couple of possessions here or there, a couple of moments where it's like, what? all right, cool, I'll take that. that this is – this is who they are, just like who the Lakers are, the team that shows up expecting to win championships. The Lakers are the ones that show up with LeBron James and Anthony Davis like, all right, what do you got for us? You you are going to be the ones that are going to have to take it. We're not going to give it to you. The Clippers are the opposite of that. that they're hoping someone gives it to them, and that's not how it happens. You're going to have to go take it. it, it it's not a perfect comparison, but do you have that guy, that, that buddy of yours, right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. Pretty good-looking guy. You know, successful, has a good job, you know, do, doing pretty well in his life, but has trouble meeting somebody that, that because he just he doesn't expect it to happen. Right. You go out and everybody's kind of having a good day. No, no, and this never works out. Eh, they don't like me. No, uh, she's going to think gonna I'm gonna a go loser. Out. I'm not even going to go. It's, I'm not even going to yeah, go. It's, it's the same old thing. Oh, you know, come home alone every night. It's like, well, yeah, if you think like that, you are. You know, yeah, and then and then the, op- the opposite Slee, mm-hmm. the opposite Slee is, and we all have this buddy too, who looks like a gargoyle. Maybe he's a little overweight, losing his hair, doesn't care. He goes out there and just runs yeah, just through it. Just doesn't care. Yeah, doesn't just care. Doesn't, but he walks in there like, all right, who's lucky enough to get the hookup with me? And and he's got a boat oar swinging it to keep everybody away from him. It's just there. It's 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 what you put out in the universe. Well, and the, the Clippers the, are the guy that sits there. Nobody likes me, and this is going to work out. And there are teams that just go let let's let's party. Let's see what happens. But that that's there is something about that mentality with the Clippers. But I still think you know here are the Lakers all one here are the Clippers all one. I think Lakers are in more a, a more dangerous position if that makes sense, right? I think. Listen, do I think tomorrow? And that's that's the whole point. And there's still, yeah. I think, a lot of question marks about the Lakers right now. And I'm more referring to, is LeBron healthy? Uh, is Anthony Davis going to kind of get out of whatever funk that he's in? Are these role players going to step up? I, I think I have enough. I think I'm 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 giving the Phoenix Suns more credit than I'm giving the Dallas Mavericks. So I would say that between these two teams, if you say which team is in a tougher position right now. I'm still going to pick the Lakers, even though they lost a game on the road and they're not expected. Listen, you walk away just getting a split against the Phoenix Suns, all is good. Nothing's wrong. You come in on Thursday and you got a game at Staples Center, series tied at 1-1, which I think that's what we're all going to expect after tomorrow night's game. But the competition is better, I think, between the Suns and the Mavs. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the show appear at the the Goodyear hotline. Yeah, I, I think – in the most private moments in those locker rooms, the Clippers are probably thinking, oh, crap, here we go again. Where the Lakers are thinking, hey, AD, pull your head out and let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, AD, let's go. F- f- fix your you-know-what and let's go kill these guys. And and that's why I think the Lakers are in a better spot because this isn't, oh, God, we're going to lose again. This is, AD, come on, play better and we'll be fine. And and, and not that, eh, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be terrible. You said something really important, Slee, that I want to get into next. If it's not AD doing it, 
If it's not LeBron James doing it, who is going to do it? Because right now, I don't know what the answer is. Hopefully you can square us away. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Very quickly, Slee, on my way back from the desert this weekend, yeah. mm-hmm. I saw, <laughs> you know you can rent those kind of those mobile home camper sort of things? Yeah. yeah. Um, there was this guy, looked roughly my age, behind the wheel of one of those things. His wife uh, was in the front seat, passenger, and you could see some kids in the in the back window and this guy looked like he was having the worst weekend of his entire life. I, I, I felt a little bit better about myself seeing that guy in his RV going, see, I'm not the only one. That, that is not well, just here's a nightmare a for me. Here's the difference between him and you. He made it to the freeway. You never even <laughs> made it to the freeway. You pulled out. You hadn't even got on the freeway yet, and you were already yelling at the entire family. Pretty much. I barely got off my own street, and I live two houses in from the corner. <laughs> I was, uh, I'm pre- pretty quick like that. You guys are an way. hour away from leaving. You're like, we're not having this. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Oh, they'll do that thing. I just, man, I've got my TV on in here, Slee, and they're yep. just showing some Laker and Suns highlights. Watching DeAndre Ayton give it to AD, I'm just sitting there going, wait, is there anybody that thought coming into that game yesterday that DeAndre Ayton was going to be the best big man on that court? Ayton was nice. I got to give that dude credit. I, yeah. I didn't think that. I mean, just listening to John and Michael during the broadcast, I think everybody was – you know, obviously a little bit stunned, but uh, he plays like a big man. And I know we're in a we're in a league in a time where the big man is not as valued. But damn, was he a difference? Devin Booker was Booker did whatever he wants. I mean, you, you get double team him, throw Caruso, doesn't matter. Booker was doing whatever he wanted. Got to imagine. I mean, th- this is the one advantage that the Lakers have. Travis, it's a seven game series. You yeah. get to see them again. I actually I asked this question on Friday to LeBron. We did the you know the media sessions that we did that. Is game one typically more important than some of the other games? Does it set the tone? How do you kind of approach game one? He said that it's a feel-out process. He looks at game one more than anything else as, okay, now I kind of have a better idea of what to do for game two and the rest of the series, so we'll see how Lakers respond. Yeah, I'm taking nothing away from Booker. I'm taking nothing away from Aiden. They were great yesterday. But doing that on your home court, in your very first playoff game, when there's really nothing at stake is one thing, and doing it when you got to have it, is a different animal. That's it, it, a very different dynamic. We'll see how that shakes out. 877-710-ESPN. Let's try another phone call here. Uh, Slee, let's go to Newport. And Ken, Ken, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Uh, hi, guys. And hi, Alan. Uh, by the way, thank you for being on because I, I now have something to listen to in the morning. So, uh, you know, I'm watching games yesterday. I'm watching Trey Young, and I'm watching Booker, and I'm watching Brooks. And what I'm seeing is guards making three-pointers. And I'm looking at the Lakers, who were 27th in the NBA in three-pointers, and I'm thinking maybe it's time to consider changing your lineup. I mean, Caruso was way better than one for seven KCP, mm-hmm. and maybe you need to get maybe you need to get what's his name in in your forward position. Like my mind just went back. Markeith, who's who's at the forward and move AD to the center position. So you've got some shooters in the game because that's the kind of game the Suns play. 
And the, the Lakers had no shooters. I mean, they couldn't make three-pointers. They couldn't make free throws. How about just it playing a different team in a different lineup? Appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Ken. You know, um, Trav, I, I will say this, and this will be more of a conversation. Let's stop pretending that the Lakers are better without AD at the five. It, the Lakers oh, are so much better when Anthony Davis plays the five, period. So you went out and got another big with Andre Drummond. I was a proponent of it. Most people were. You didn't have to pay him anything. It literally, didn't just, there's no, no risk, but there was no also risk, no reward. Right? <laughs> there, there's, there's no risk in having him there. Yes, you have Gasol, another center. Yes. You Would you mind. like to see Gasol out there more? I think they should, especially in a series like this specific series against the Suns. If your goal is we don't want to clog the paint, Drummond will clog the paint. He will. I mean, that's the bottom line. So if LeBron tries to get to the basket, Drummond's not 15 feet away and people are paying attention to him and respecting his outside game. At least Gasol can give you that. But why, and I think this will be part of the adjustment that's made, AD's got to play more five, period. Mm -hmm. I mean, that just there's no other way to put it. If you want the spacing that you're looking for, if you want, like you said, LeBron to get to the basket more, if you want the Lakers to be more of a threat because of some of their perimeter players, um, AD has to play more five. Uh, you know which name we're not, we're, we're not, um, we haven't even mentioned yet on the show. Mm. How many points Kuzma had yesterday? Bagel. Same, Donut. same amount Zero. of points as you and I had. <laughs> right. All right. And I, I, you know what's funny is I'm not actually. I don't say that to go after Kuz. You know what's interesting, Trav? There was a time in Kuz's career where we said, this guy's got to be more of a team player. I mean, he's got to not worry about getting his own. He's got to be one of those guys that decides, okay, hey, whatever the team needs. He's actually gone too far the other way. Like, there, there are times I'm watching Kuz, I'm like, Kuz, you got to be more aggressive. You actually got to you got to look for your own shot. You got to make teams think that you're a threat on offense. And, oh, by the way, he is one of the best offensive players the Lakers have, one of the biggest threats that they have on mm-hmm. offense. But isn't that kind of funny? Kuz went from one extreme to the other. Yeah, he, he did, certainly yesterday. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a broken record again, Slee. All of those things we're talking about, the caller, um, the, the, they need to be better from the three. They need to see more Alex Caruso. KCP is inconsistent. Uh, you know, Kyle Kuzma needs to be more off. All of these things. Yep. I'm going to come back to the very beginning. Fair. Those things become so much easier mm-hmm. when Anthony Davis is breaking Anthony stuff Davis. up inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. When Anthony Davis is a top five guy, they're really good. When LeBron James is healthy and can create for himself, get to the basket at will, everything else gets easier for everybody else. This isn't a, hey, AD's having a bad day, Alex Caruso, go knock down some threes. doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's not the sort of player he is. The reason KCP can get white hot sometimes is because there's nobody within 10 feet of him. Mm-hmm. And he can just start getting wide open looks. He makes a couple. Then he gets hot. And then he starts knocking them down. And now all of a sudden you don't know where to go. Now AD's got a little more room to work. Now LeBron's got a little more. But it all starts with those two guys up front. It starts with AD. It starts with LeBron. If those pieces aren't right, those other guys are not. And this is going to sound terrible, and I think everybody understands what I mean. They're not good enough to do it without help. It's the guys that are good enough to do it without help, LeBron, AD, that need to do it without the help, and then the help starts to come. You, you worried about tomorrow? Hmm. No. Think they win, you think they win tomorrow? No. I think they do, but even if they don't, I think they still win the series, if that makes any sense. Hmm. And and that's really weird because if you lose the first two games in a seven-game series, now basically you're saying you have to win four of the next five times yeah. Yeah. after you've already lost two in a row. It's not a great spot to be in. I 
am not going to bet against LeBron James. And, and, and I just think that he'll find a way to get going and be something very close to himself. But I will say this. For the first time all season long, mm-hmm. I don't feel like they're going to win the championship. I, I just do not feel like they're the best team in the field. It just did not feel like that at all yesterday. You know what I keep uh, – by the way, I will say this. The field is wide open. It really is. I mean, the field is Does is it feel wide, wide open. open? You don't think that Brooklyn is noticeably better than the other 15 teams in the field? I think Brooklyn comes out of the East, but I also um, – I don't know. I, I think just we got to see more uh, – I guess give me another round or two, but I, I do think Brooklyn eventually comes out of the Eastern Conference. But let, let me just say this about you, – you mentioned something about tomorrow's game and where the Lakers are. Do you remember this? And I think, I think there's a lot of Laker fans that probably feel this way as well. I'm not saying it's this. But do you remember when the Lakers played the Pistons in 2004 in the finals, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like after every single game, I felt like after every single quarter, I'm like, "It's a great point. They're going to wake up. I, I, I don't know what yeah, you want me to They're going to figure it out. They're going to they're gonna wake Even when the Lakers went down, I think they were down three games to one. Even in that first mm-hmm. half in Detroit, I want to say Lakers were down big. I'm like, I, I still kind of think they're going to figure this thing out. And that's... That, in a weird way, is kind of how I look at this Lakers team. After every quarter, after every game, after every half, however you want to call it, I keep saying to myself, they're going to figure it out. They're going to wake up. Well, that's because that the Lakers team you're talking about had Shaq and it had Kobe Bryant, and they were the two best players on the they've court. They've done it before. And you thought mm-hmm. They've done it before, and, and they were not only the two best players on the court, they were the two best players on the court by a mile. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are the two best players on this court. Chris Paul is going to go to the Hall of Fame. You know, De- De- Devin Booker is a really nice NBA player, and it feels like he's on the cusp of maybe becoming something. But no one thinks that they're not the two best players. That's why it feels like that, right? Yeah, well, I think part of it that, and, you know, you just have you have this confidence that, okay, the, the, the light is going to flip. It's going to switch, you know. Eventually, things are going to change for the Lakers. But Trav, we could talk that all we want. You know, that that better start tomorrow because you start digging yourself too. Oh, you just never know what can happen after that. I got something that's going to put both of us in a great mood. I'm okay, what do we what got? It is when we come back. Plus, more phone calls eight seven 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 ten ESPN. It's all coming up on Travis and Slee seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, hearing that again, Slee, that doesn't yeah, sound like the right. I don't. I don't think they're going to be printing that on the side of the can. Well, it's one thing to uh, you know have us kind of fun, just throw it in there. It's a whole other thing where Morales <laughs> is like, "Yep, that's the one. Let's grab Creeper." <laughs> Want to make sure that's I throw that in. I you know, if you say anything it, odd yeah. on the show, Morales is going to grab it. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this: Have you guys ever said something in the middle of a sentence that came out a little clunky and weird, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's going in." That that's showing up in a program or in a promo, I should say. That's showing up in some imaging because the phraseology was a little weird. <laughs> it was one of those those things that you just know that's not what I meant at all. But out of context, it's going to sound terrible. Yeah, I just expect it now. No, I just expect it. Once a show. Once a show. If it's not there, I'm yeah. like, uh, where is he? Where is he? 
<laughs> so how good do you guys feel right now with the Dodgers playing the way that they are? Right? That it just because you go even go back what was this two weeks ago? Yeah. They were on that fifteen to twenty skid where they just couldn't get anything right. Yeah, and you said hey, they're not gonna, gonna you said they're not gonna make the playoffs and that you they should blow up the <laughs> Blow up the roster. Uh-huh. Fire, mm. fire everyone. Cut Kershaw. Get rid of Mookie. Terrible sell the deal. Team. You said do, actually sell the do team. The, do the Albert Pools. Designate for assignment. Do it to everybody. Start over. The, ba- baseball is great for the very reasons we've seen in the last month. The Dodgers, who are really good, mm-hmm. couldn't win a game. The Dodgers, who are really good, can't lose. And they, and it just one day it just you know what all right we're done with that let's start let's start figuring it out all over again their pitching is just stupid good well it, it's something too because I remember on Friday you and I were chatting about it and you didn't think it was going to be you know you, you said this is much more important for the Giants than it is the Dodgers that three game set mm-hmm. and I and I completely understand me right Giants are playing out of their mind at that point they had the best record in Major League Baseball Dodgers are hey this Not is more. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> By the way, how quick did that change? Dodgers are more like, okay, this is just – got to just get through the regular season, be ready for the postseason, kind of similar the conversation that we have with the Lakers. Um, and then, you know, the weekend happens, and they dominate the Giants. It's not even like, you know, you won a couple games. Like the Padres-Dodgers were, were actually really good games, right? Those were mm-hmm. games that could go back and forth. You know what? Maybe these are the two teams that end up in the NL playing – just use it as an example – Dodgers threw around the Giants like let's not let's not even have a similar conversation where we're talking about these two teams in the same class and you know I I know you don't need to send messages in May but I think there was a I I think San Francisco is feeling a little bit different than they were a few days ago I'm gonna throw a little clipper in this okay that this is the clipper factor for the Giants and that that I know the Giants have won the World Series a bunch of times in the last decade or so but it's one of those you you can talk yourself into a lie if everything lines up right, right? You can talk yourself into the if I'm the Giants, I could sit there and say we do have the best record in baseball. You know what? Buster Posey, even though he's 47 years old, or he's actually going to be this good all season long. Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford and Evan Longoria, who are all a collective 468, are actually going to have career years. We're going to win. And you know what? Mookie Betts isn't as good as we thought he is. You know what? Corey Seager's hurt. Cody Bellinger doesn't. Clayton Kershaw's old. Kershaw's Trevor overrated. Bauer, Trevor Bauer, he's a loudmouth. Orius, let's see him do it against us. Those guys have lost 15. They're not that good. You can tell yourself that lie, and then they come in and whap, whap, whap. And it's, it's like, oh, yeah, they're a lot better than us. But, you know, you know kind, of, kind of bring it back to the Lakers real quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that moment where the Suns right now are telling themselves a little bit of a lie. We can beat these guys. AD's not that good. LeBron's not right. We've got a chance to win this. And if LeBron and AD come out there tomorrow night and step on him, it's like, ah, damn. Well, <laughs> that, that, that wasn't true. It, it, it's kind of funny because I think the – I don't know if the Giants were thinking that. I, I think the Giants were probably walking into this weekend, three games set against the Dodgers, kind of saying like, okay, well, where are we We're versus the best? Well, now you know where you are, right? I mean, they're playing – listen, give them credit, right? They're, they're playing – good baseball the fact that mm-hmm. we're even having a conversation we're. i remember I, I remember early early on in the season you're like yeah giants aren't going to be here this is this yeah. is cute what they're doing but over a won't. span of 162 games they're not going to be there so that kind of put them in their place but i think for the dodgers more importantly is yeah we're just going through this 162 games by the way they got two games coming up against the astros uh and then four more against the giants and then you got a three game set against st louis so you got you kind of have this 
and, and, and think of all the different players that are out. Mookie didn't play. Nope. Bellinger, we saw him in – was that AAA where he's blasting a – yeah, <laughs> four hundred fifty yeah. foot, whatever that was. Like some poor triple leg. Yeah, great. I Look, I know this, <laughs> this dude. This dude's walking in. He's like, really? On the night that I'm pitching, tonight's I'm my pitching. night to pitch. <laughs> the, the, the day I'm pitching, freaking Bellinger is at the plate. Seager's still obviously not there. So, I guess uh, ultimately at the end of the day, Dodgers put the Giants back in their place. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all the guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. You mentioned a second ago, Slee, they're they, day off today, play the Astros uh, Tuesday, Wednesday this week, then they come back to Dodger Stadium for four against um, the Giants. And while the Giants clearly are the historic rival of yeah. the Dodgers, right, going back to Brooklyn and, and, and I think New I York. know where you're going with this. I think I know where you're going with this. I bet you mm-hmm. right now, and look, it, it depends. if you ask the guy that's 50 or 60, they're going to say the Giants. But if you ask somebody that's a little bit younger than that, who is the most hated team that you see come into Dodger Stadium or that the Dodgers play against that you hate every fiber of their being? It's got to be the Astros, right? Well, who do you hate more, be. Giants or the or the Astros? You know, if you're a Dodger <laughs> fan, who do you hate more, Astros or the San Francisco Giants? The the Astros for for a couple of reasons. Number one, by the way, I don't I don't even think it should be a question. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. They're, the the Astros are be- the the Astros are a bigger threat to the Dodgers than the Giants are. As weird as that sounds, even though they're in the American League. The Astros are one of the few teams that I think could beat the Dodgers in a seven-game series, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they're because they pitch pretty but well. But that's not why you hate them more. No, that's like only it has a small nothing portion. to do with that, and th- and that's the point that I'm making too. It has nothing yep. to do with that part. They're they're cheaters. They're, and, and and here's the crazy thing: they like, arguably took a World Series away. Not arguably, my ass. Los Angeles. They well, did I, take when, it. When I say arguably, the only thing I'm referring to is Yankees are saying the same thing, right? Like, you, I'm saying, no, no, no. This, this this was the great argument. Type. Oh, well, you got to give it to that. No, you don't, because the Yankees probably beat them if they don't cheat. So you can't give it. It just needs to be a big fat nothing, <laughs> right? That nobody nobody should get it. But the Astros sure as hell couldn't. Get. Here's the thing: most of those guys have scattered and gone to different teams. Yeah, it's just baseball, yeah. but. The core guys, the guys that are really loathsome. Sure. Jose Altuve. Sure. All five foot zero of him, clutching his little extra small jersey shut. My wife, coming across my wife home doesn't plate. want me to take my shirt off. Uh huh. And there's pictures of him all over Instagram at the beach. <laughs> but but my wife says I'm very <laughs> modest. I, I you can't, dude. I'm look, first of all, take your extra small the children's jersey off. Don't do it. And, and don't and, start and, doing and, the whole. We did this with Messi. Don't start doing. <laughs> don't. We don't need another voice. So that guy's loathsome. Alex Bregman, who's pretty damn good, mm-hmm. is another one of those guys that has never once said, you know what, what we did is reprehensible and despicable, and we should be ashamed of ourselves. His whole thing was, what? What? And then, the way, of course, that's, you got That's why Correa. this thing will never end. That's why this thing no. will never end, because they're such idiots and couldn't just man up to a mistake that they made, the organization. Not even a mistake. I mean, just straight up cheating. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just literally cheating to win. It, it was espionage. It wasn't just, hey, your pitcher is really sloppy and tips his pitches. That happens sometimes, right? Pitcher comes set in a weird way, their gloves open, and a coach can see into it. And if you can see the seam, it's a curveball. Or if you don't see any seam, it's a chain. Whatever it is. How sometimes Tat- players get sloppy. What was that? A month ago, Tatis was t- taking a quick little peek. Yeah. Remember we were trying to, and then people were right. trying to make an argument. This is like the Astros. I'm like, what, no, what are we stop. doing here? What are they, we doing here? They had electronics taped to their bodies. 
that's that's just a whole nother level. Plus, the, the Dodger Astro rivalry's kind of gone to a different place too, with Joe Kelly's little nice swing blank, you know that whole mm-hmm. part of it, and the face. It's going to be good. Hopefully, it's chippy. Hopefully, it's personal. Hopefully, it gets a little mean. I'm, By the way, some, to see it. something to just keep in mind too. You know, we're talking about how well the Dodgers are playing. Dodgers mm-hmm. and Padres, the top two teams right now in all of Major League Baseball. I mean, you. you you might not think, and I, I know you said this, Giants are not a threat, but how no. exciting is that series going to be come June when it's Padres and Dodgers again? Both these teams had a really good set to start off, and then they went their separate ways, meet, a, meet again at some point in June. Dodgers seven in a row and 11 of their last 12. The problem is the Padres have won nine in a row and 12 of their last 13, so they're both just absolutely out of their minds. There is something changing as we're talking, Slee, that's going to okay. change the face of the NBA playoffs. We'll tell you what it is next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Just did a quick look at uh, Twitter, Slee. Okay. Seeing if anybody was feeling bad for me for hitting that person with my drive on uh, Saturday afternoon. No, nobody's really feeling What'd they it. think? Yeah, they just play better. <laughs> hit, it, hit it in the middle of the fairway where there aren't people standing. <laughs> Mostly stuff like that. The, the mere fact that. You ever done that? that? The, I, hit somebody? Yeah. You hit somebody on the fly in the chest. <laughs> I've never great. heard of that. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I've heard stories about it. I'd never seen it, and I'd certainly never done it. I, I, I woke up yesterday morning thinking, I wonder if that guy's feeling differently about it. Like, maybe, For all I know, he'd had a few beers, and it kind of you know deadened the impact. But I'm thinking he's got something that looks about the size of like a, I don't know, a, <laughs> a little coaster at a bar. It's purple and yellow and green and black and all those bruise colors right in the middle of his chest well, with what, a what, Titleist number two backwards <laughs> in his flesh. What's crazy to me is you hit somebody in the back, you kind of get it, right? Like, okay, you, you yell four, he kind of puts his head down. You know, this dude took one on the chest. I mean, I, I don't know what he do. When, you, when he yelled four, what do he do? Dude looked up to the sky and was like, let me, uh, let me take a quick look here. So the first thing you do, at least for me, when you hear four is you kind of turtle, right? You 100%. cover your head and you kind of, you know, you get as small as you can. You this don't Superman like, it. pose it. Put your hands on your hips and thrust your chest in like, let's see what you got. It was, uh, it was interesting. How far did you hit it? How far did you hit it? With or without the chest. It it, uh, it, it 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 had gone. It would have gone about two forty had it not nearly killed drive. a man. It's but a it right uh, it, it ended up about maybe one ninety five of where it struck him in the chest. Were you <laughs> making an argument with those you were golfing with that you should be able to throw like whatever <laughs> momentum was coming? You should be able not, to throw. Not not only did I hit him, but where I hit him, and the ball dropped. I was kind of stymied behind a tree. It was really if if we're if we're ranking things that are bad yeah. breaks, it was mostly bad. Worse for me. Because I had it going a little bit. I'd made a few pars in a row. Yep. And now I've got like a 250-yard second shot into a par four because this dude right here is yep. blocking me and he was standing next to a tree. Ba- basically, the fault. dude that took one 200-yard uh, drive off the chest, 
you're not as concerned about him. It was your lie that was the biggest problem. You had momentum kind of building, and now you're yes. having to take you a tough get shot. It. I get this it. This is no, why we get along. You certainly yeah, no, understand what's going on. It. Let's try a quick phone call here, 877-710-ESPN, Studio City, and Noah. Noah, what's going on today? Hey, guys. Oof. Oh, boy. Anthony Davis. I mean, I'm not trying to say I told you so, but last week, I, this is exactly what I was afraid of. Um, so, And now, obviously, everyone confirming. But can I talk about just a couple other things real quick? I mean, it's not just Anthony Davis. The whole team pretty much sucked. And that you have to turn and point at least one finger back at Vogel. And, I mean, this guy has about all the charisma and leadership of a baked potato. He reminds me of a combination <laughs> of like Na- Napoleon Dynamite's brother and like Uncle Rico in the office. Yeah, no, no, his brother, Kip. You know, Kip was like, geez, you know, I really, really just feel like we just kind of need to do a little better on the boards, guys. Just like, you know, maybe, maybe put a body on someone. I think, yeah, that'd be really great. That'd be super. You know, it's like, is he really serious when he's answered in the press for last night? And he goes, no, I, I thought our intensity levels were pretty good. Like, either he's lying to himself, he's lying to us, or he just doesn't get it. And none of those three things are good options. And by the way, was Kyle, did Kyle Kuzma play in that game? Because if that game was a crime scene, <laughs> the CSI guys would be like, nope, Kuzma didn't do it because his DNA is nowhere to be found. <laughs> Thank you, Noah. That's a pretty good phone call right there. I like that. I just want to say I'm going to turn it back to you, but just very quickly. Yeah. The only part of, of Noah's phone call that I didn't like, and I take great offense to this, it's not throw shade at baked potatoes. Okay? Mm. Big, big potatoes are pretty good, Noah. There's so many different things you can put on them. There's a lot of different ways you can do. You can do twice baked. You ever done one of them? I mean, those are wonderful. Just regular old with butter, sour cream. That's really good. A little cheese, a little bacon. Let's not throw shade at baked potatoes. That's all I wanted to get in there, Sleep. Let me uh, let me throw out to uh, any fans uh, or anybody that just wants to call in and talk anything sports, Lakers related, if you make an analogy <laughs> using food. You lost Travis. Attention. Yeah, Travis is. No, no, no. Only, they can, no. As long as they get it right, it's fine. But no, but what I'm saying is you're only going to pay attention to the food part. So <laughs> well, yeah, that's whatever the true. point was at that, because that dude came with some great points. The only thing you took out was the potato part. So I just want to give listeners kind of a heads up that just be careful how you use the food analogy. All you heard was we, a potato. <laughs> we all have our areas of expertise and right. have or, or interest, maybe not expertise, but certainly interest. So you, made, you mentioned this uh, on our call this morning that I thought yeah. was really interesting. The idea of, and, and you could really tell yesterday during the Knicks and the Hawks, Garden was popping. It was really, really exciting and fun. And this whole idea, well, it doesn't matter where you're seated because there are not going to be people in the building. Well, not so fast because not only are people in the building, they're adding more just about every single day. Yeah, that part's over. I mean, honestly, it is. So, you know, over the last three, four months, the conversation cares where you end up seating-wise. By the way, I do think there's certain teams where, you know, home court really matters, and there's other teams that they can go steal one on the road, Lakers obviously being one of those teams. But that game against Phoenix yesterday, there was, there were fans, I and mean, there were actual. They had eleven thousand people that were there. And if, as the playoffs progress, and let's just use as an example, um, you know, you have Denver or Portland in the next round, which I'll take my chances for the Lakers. You just got to get out of this first round against the Suns. Home court's going to mean something. Um, New York had fifteen thousand fans yesterday. Fifteen thousand fans at the Madison Square Garden. So the concept and the idea of, well, it's not that big of a deal, you could squash all of that because sports are getting as close 
to back to you know pre-COVID days as they've ever been, and and I think home court's going to come to it's going to play advantage now. I, I and I like what you said because I I believe this to be true. Home court advantage may not be important to the Lakers. I think that the I think that the Lakers can go in and and win a game seven on the road, whether it's in Phoenix or Utah or wherever else they might have to do it. I I agree with that. But I do think it's important, especially for a team like Phoenix, who's so inexperienced. Oh yeah, who who doesn't have the ability to draw on a guy like Anthony Davis, to draw on a guy like LeBron James, who's been through this a million times. Like guys, this is what this is going to be. They're going to ride those waves of emotion, and if that wave of emotion in their own building is really positive, that can help them. I don't know if it kills the Lakers, but it certainly helps a team like the Suns. All right, let's jump right Thank into you, it, uh, Slee, with the idea. This is something we haven't talked about all day, and it was arguably the biggest sports story of the weekend that yeah. wasn't the NBA playoffs. Phil Mickelson became the oldest person ever to win a golf major championship. He did it at nearly 51 years old, just a little bit shy of his 51st birthday, and he kind of put it on everybody else. He won it pretty comfortably. Uh, he won by a couple of shots along the way, so congratulations to Phil Mickelson. You get to watch any of that? You know, I, I, I mentioned this to you on Friday. I think it was on Thursday or Friday where we're like, okay, this will be a bigger conversation if, you know, obviously he's still in the mix here on Sunday. Right. And um, I'm on ESPN.com during the Lakers game looking at other scores, whatever the case is. Listen, Tiger, obviously, that brings – that. there's no question about it, the attention that goes to golf when Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods or he's in the mix mm -hmm. of, a, of a major. Phil is – he's behind. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, he's behind. But a lot of people were talking about Phil Mickelson over the weekend, and a lot of people were talking about Phil after he won. And a lot of people, if you go on ESPN.com, all the NBA games going on yesterday, Phil Mickelson was on the front. So yep. that was uh, that was a cool moment, and, and certainly for Phil, who's been such a big name in the in the sport of golf, to have that. You you brought up Tiger's name too, and it, immediately after Phil won, the comparison started. You know, which was more impressive, Phil winning at mm. fifty plus years old, or was it Tiger winning back in twenty nineteen at the Masters after coming back ten plus years winning a major and him having all of his personal issues along the way? And this is a no brainer. Which one is more impressive? And it happened yesterday. Mm. It is ten times more. Tiger's story might have been cooler. Because we like Tiger. It was a more. bigger story. Because Ti Tiger was a bigger story, but you, you I think, could make the case of – you make the case because I, I wouldn't be able to it, of which one was more impressive. No, it, it, it's, it's, it's far more impressive because, number one, the, the Masters doesn't have nearly the depth of field that the PGA Championship does. Phil Mickelson beat a much deeper, better field of players – on a much, much, much more difficult golf course where – and Tiger – and this, I don't want to take anything away from Tiger because I loved every minute of his 2019 Masters. But what happened in that was everyone else made a mess of it around him, and he just played solidly, hmm. right? This this wasn't where Tiger went out and made a bunch of eagles and birdies and ripped it out of somebody else's hand. Everyone else made a mess. Phil didn't make him. It wasn't everybody else made a mess yesterday. He went out there and won on a golf course that was windy and long and hard, and he's 50. It's just a remarkable uh, accomplishment. Do you think Phil has hit him. anybody on a drive in the chest? Oh, I know he has. I know he has. It was funny. We got back in the golf cart yesterday, and one of my buddies goes, least you could have do is sign a golf club for the guy like Phil Mickelson. <laughs> I don't think he for I don't think he gives any damn about me. What I should have done in retrospect, we had a few beers in the cart. Should have I should have flipped a should few give, uh, yeah. his way. Him a couple beers. That would have been the way to do it. Um, how about this? 
Today is National Brothers Day, so very quickly a shout-out to my brother Sean on National Brothers Day. Slee, I just found out a little bit about you. You have sisters, no brothers. Two sisters, no uh, no brothers there, no brothers. So two older sisters, So when sisters, we get to uh, National Sister, oh, you're the you're the youngest. You're baby youngest Slee. One. Yeah, I'm, I'm the youngest Okay. One. Youngest how old? There. How much older is your oldest sister than you? Six years. So each one, so, all, three years, all three years apart. Okay, so your middle sister, mm-hmm. she was in high school the same time you were. Yeah, she was a senior. I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. Did she take good care of you? Uh, I think she was more Introduce like at you that around. stage. At that stage, she was like, "Look, you do you. I'm doing my thing." Okay. Uh, Wait, hold we, on. You're you're freshman Slee. If, if freshman Slee. No, no, she's she's a sweetheart. I'm just kidding. She was she was Fre- all good. She, freshman she's Slee should have been hey, uh, What's your older sister's uh, the middle sister's name? Vanessa. Hey Vanessa, come on, man. Take me take me to a couple of these parties. Introduce me to a few of your friends. You weren't working that angle? No. <laughs> Come on, I really bring, wasn't. bring I, the party I, over here. I know. So I tell know. mom and dad you want to have a party. I didn't, I didn't take advantage. <laughs> I didn't take advantage of the opportunity there. <laughs> Apparently not. Oh, we got a whole bunch of good birthdays today. Tracy McGrady turns 42 T-Mac. years old okay. today. We, word association. Tracy McGrady is? Um, one of the – if he was playing in today's modern NBA – can you imagine even how much better he'd be today than he was back then? Mm-hmm. Can I just say 13 points in 33 seconds? That's the first thing I think of. That's yeah. the first thing. You know, <laughs> there during you go. during uh, during uh, Laker calls, John and Michael, John will always say, "Let's say Lakers are down big, or you know, the other team." John will say, "Well, Tracy had 13 points in 30-something <laughs> seconds." Like, yeah, he's right. He did. So yes, he did. But when I think of Tracy McGrady, great player, all of those yeah. things. I, I just I it, for what it, I wanted more that he was never on a he was never the best player on a really good team he was a great player on some okay teams but he was never that guy on a really good team because the he wasn't Kobe but he was kind of Kobe ish along the way as far as the way he could but score bigger. the ball mm-hmm. but bigger but he just he was never on a team like Kobe was to be able to be on that 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 center stage the way that the the greats do Fair. he just he was one of those guys that and, and I'll go back a little bit further. Dominique Wilkins. Their games were very different, but Dominique was extraordinary. But the problem is the Hawks kind of sucked the whole time, so you never really got to appreciate. It was about Jordan. It was about all the other guys of that era. Dominique never really got that run. It felt like Tracy never got the run that he should have. Vince Carter too. You know, if those two stay together, another good one. Been, uh, better if they John John C. Riley turns fifty six. Your favorite John C. Riley movie for me. Is Step Brothers? What do you got, Slee? Talladega Nights and Step Brothers are on every. I think every thirty minutes somebody's playing them. Uh, but Step Brothers <laughs> is my favorite one. It's Shark Week. Yes. <laughs> it's pure power. It's just it's raw, raw power. Just, just raw power. They uh, high five each other. Those guys are the best. We got another Trump bird, set. Bob Dylan. Bob, Bob Dylan turns eighty today. Mm-hmm. Tommy Chong turns eighty-two right. today. So we've got the uh, musician and we've got a comedian. So uh, we got we got pretty much covered today. So are you a Bob Dylan fan at all? Because I get it. Like I get that Dylan is a genius, and I was har- not big. Hard pass. Not a, not a big Bob Dylan guy. Nope. Go listen to the podcast if you missed any of it. Me and Slee back here tomorrow morning, eight fifty-five. Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. Fix it, AD.